Welcome back to Carlin Lowry. We're coming here. Finals preview. It is June the 1st, 2022. I'm here with my man, Sam Carter. Mm-hmm. Sam, I'm not doing a little intro question because I heard you got a little podcast type story to start us off with. So the mic is yours. So I'm going in to one of my favorite spots in CLT, social status. Um, in Plaza Midwood, and so I go in there, and I see this dude, and, you know, this dude is pretty tall, and, you know, if you know my man Denzel Cox, you know he's tall, but he was taller than my man Denzel. He was about seven feet tall. He turns his face, and I'm like, yo, that's Nick Richards. It's got to be. I go up to him. You know I had to get a flick with Nick, so that's my story for today. Wow, a live Hornet sighting yeah. in Plaza Midwood. What was he shopping for? He was getting all kinds of drip, man. So, hey. I mean, when you see him outside this season, you know he's going to be dripped up. Oh, definitely. You know, riding the bench with the drip. All right. It is time for the NBA Finals. Warriors, Celtics. But before we get into that, we do have to talk about the last three games of the two series. The Warriors blow away the Mavericks in Game 5. Nothing to say there. Now, on the other hand, the Eastern Conference Finals, they got a little spicy at the end. Mm-hmm. Celtics go on the road, win Game 5. Jimmy Butler comes back with 46 points in Game 6. And then, Chef's Kiss, best game of the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7. If you haven't heard it, here's the story. Heat are down nine with about a minute 20 left. They come back to get down two. Jimmy Butler has a shot. He's, he gets open, shoots a three, and misses, and that's the game. Sam, should Jimmy Butler have shot that shot? Um, I mean, he was wide open. Uh, I think that but is he's 20%. What? He's 20% from three as a career shooter. I mean, but he was knocking down shots that whole game. Okay. This is my point. I'm okay. saying the the shot was not a great shot. I'm saying, you know, you had Al Horford backing up. He had plenty of space. He did not have to pull it that soon. Realistically, he could have stopped, pounded it once, then pull up, you know. Um it was. I thought it was rushed. You know, they still had like ten seconds left on the clock. It was nineteen seconds. Oh, and well, they had a timeout. You know, I mean, it's it's tough, but I can't get on his back for taking that shot. He's trying to he's trying to be a champion. I guess you're right, but I don't know. I gotta just say, what? How devastating is this for the Heat? And especially at that Max Struess three, they got called back as well. So, yeah, a lot to, I mean, just a lot there. And, uh, Sam, what do you see in the Heat's future, you know, as we move forward here? You know, what do you, do you see that this is a team that can perennially contend in the East with the Bucks and the Celtics? Or do you think that this is kind of the peak after, you know, the two disappointments, obviously in the bubble and this, you know, being the one seed and losing? Um, you know, I don't think that this team has much of a higher ceiling. Um, 
I mean, Jimmy Butler, he's getting kind of old. Kyle Lowry getting kind of old. Um, you know, this was the year to do it. And I'm not saying they they won't still contend, but they're not going to contend like the Bucks will and the Celtics will continue to do. Mm, okay. Wise words from Sam Carter. Um, I got to say, I disagree with the shot selection. But I understand it given the moment, you know, he wanted to be the hero. And you got to give him the credit he deserves um, for leading that team. And you could say, oh, how could he let them down like that? Well, they wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for Jimmy Butler. Right. And the way he has been just, I, I would argue, the best player in this playoff so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot to argue there. But you may never know uh, if this team can ever win a championship with this nucleus of Bam and Jimmy. They're certainly fun to watch with their fast break uh, style, but it wasn't meant to be. You got the Boston Celtics. And now it is time, five minutes into the podcast, to talk about the NBA Finals. Let me lay down the logistics for you. Game one tomorrow night. Game two on the 5th, three three on the 8th, four on the 10th, five necessary on the 13th, six on the 16th, and seven on the 19th. All of these games, um, two, two. One one one. So, starting in San Francisco, heading to Boston, San Francisco, Boston, San Francisco. The lineups traditionally, we expect everybody to be healthy. It's going to be smart. At I say they play smart at the one. Jalen Brown at the two, Tatum at the three, Horford at the four, Robert Williams at the five. And then for the Warriors, it's probably going to be Steph at the one, and then either Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins at the two. Play at the three. And then Draymond at the four and Kevon Looney at the five. So let's look at the matchups one by one. Uh, you got the defensive player of the year, Sam, and Marcus Smart mm-hmm. on Curry. How do you think Marcus Smart can contain Stephen Curry in this series? Um, I think that as long as he you know, keeps him – well, Marcus Smart is bigger than Steph Curry. so That's true. He just has to not get beat. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Curry's obviously faster. Right. So yeah, if, think- you can, if you can keep Curry on the perimeter and make him take bad shots, which Steph can make, um, I think that that Marcus Smart wins this matchup. Yeah, and I think that people tend to forget, you know, for all the great three-point shooting Steph has, he is such an elite finisher. And if you take away that aspect of the game, it makes him much easier to guard. But I do think, Sam, if they do decide to go all in on Marcus Smart guarding Steph, he will become very limited on the offensive end of the floor just because the energy it takes uh, to guard Stephen Curry. You know, that the off-ball movement he does is just incredible. Yeah. And now, the next matchup. A little bit of an intriguing one. You got Jalen Brown against Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins. And I got to ask you first, Sam, would you rather have Jordan Poole, who's shown some flashes, younger player, or Andrew Wiggins starting uh, in these games? Um, you know, I think that you start with Wiggins and then see how the game progresses with Wiggins in the game. Um, I think that Andrew Wiggins is a, a lot more, uh, experienced. Right. Exactly. And, you know, he has been on teams that have made the playoffs before, been a first option that didn't work out in Minnesota. Now he's back. And uh, he's going to be guarding Jalen Brown. I'd say that's a pretty even matchup. Um, Jalen Brown might have a bit of an offensive edge. 
Um, but the real intriguing one is going to be Clay on Jason Tatum. Mm. Uh, I think Jason Tatum easily wins this matchup. Yeah. I'm interested to see Clay has not really had a breakout game yet in this playoffs. Obviously, game six of the um, what series is that? They played Denver, and they played oh against the Grizzlies. That was a pretty nice game. Um, for him, I think he had like forty in that. But other than that, let me just let me look this up here, Sam. Give me a little, give me a little Jeopardy music, real quick. How's that? That's pretty good. Hold on. Okay, I have it right now. In the playoffs this year, uh, he's averaging nineteen and two assists and four rebounds. So not all star caliber numbers. Uh, for the amount of minutes he's playing. Now, I do think this is a real... Let's just take a break here. We're still talking about the backcourt. I think this is a legacy-defining moment for Steph and Clay. Mm. Dusty Steph, he wins that Finals MVP, get that monkey off his back, and it diminishes the effort of Kevin Durant. And I think they could go a long way in propelling Steph into the top 10. But if the Warriors win, we'll have a lot to debate about this summer. Um, you know, on Cardinal, we break into some debates, you know, in the summer. But I think that this could be critical for the Celtics as well to have this young core and have them win and to, again, you know, pass the Lakers in total championships, Um, which is just crazy to think about. In the 75th season, we have a chance for the Celtics to win again, title number 18 on the line, and uh, should be exciting stuff. So now we turn to that four-spot matchup, and this one I think is going to be very intriguing. You got Draymond on Al Horford, and I think both these guys are going to be defensive keys, stopping the drives. Um, Sam, who has the more important role to play? Not who's going to be better. I think Draymond, we already know, is a better player, but yeah. who needs to play better uh, for their team to win? Who is more important to their team's success? Um, you said Al Horford? Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, Al, Al Horford is really just a role player. Yes. Um, so I'm going to say Draymond needs to dominate the paint because he's, you know, really the only skilled, uh, guy down there. Right. Um, so I think both of them need to do well, but... Uh, Draymond is more important. Yeah, and then the five spot, you got Kevon Looney. Uh, he did have that breakout game in uh, game two of the uh, Warriors-Mavs series. Here in the nickname Kavajalon Looney. <laughs> and, um, but I don't think we'll be seeing anything like that from him in the finals. Um, but, um, Sam, yeah, we got you know Robert Williams on the other side, defensive monster. Sam? Heading into this series, rate your intrigue of the matchup on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, when I was looking you know, at the quote-unquote Final Four, um, mm-hmm. this was a matchup that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I would say that my intrigue level is probably at an 8. It's pretty good. Um, I agree. Obviously, you know, it's not like these teams have any history. Um they did play in the finals in the 60s, but that's not really much. Um, you know, there's not a lot of bad blood, but I think these could get intense. These are both very emotionally charged teams. Um, Ime Udoko 
Got a chance to become a rookie coach to win the NBA Finals. Could be pretty cool there. And um, now we get into the predictions. And we're going to start Sam Carter. Who wins game one tomorrow night? Who do you think? Game one, it's in Boston. It is in Golden State. Okay. Um, I think that Golden State comes out hot. And they take game one. I agree. I think that the offensive juggernaut that is Golden State, obviously Boston has the best defense in the league. I think that's going to be too much to handle for the Celtics. And I think the Warriors will take game one. Now, Sam, let's get that prediction. You know, you might have to think a little bit on this. I'll go first. I'm going to say the Boston Celtics are going to win this in six games. But they have to win it in six. If this series goes to a seventh game, I don't think there's any way the Celtics can win a game seven on the road. Mm. Thoughts there, Sam? Um, I want to say the Celtics so bad, but I cannot pick against um, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. You mm. know, if this goes to game six, game six Clay will come out. Ooh. I forgot about game six Clay, but I'm going to say he's not going to come out uh, and have a great performance. Just because I think that the way that Jason Tatum can defend him is unique. Because he's so fast and so long, you know, normally guys at the three spot aren't going to be able to be that athletic. Um, you know, I, besides obviously LeBron's an anomaly, there haven't been many, you know, LeBron, Pippen. You know, those guys are very rare at that position. I think yeah. I think that Jason Tatum really fits that mold of that sort of unique. I wouldn't say that Clay Thompson is that ultra-athletic guy. You know, you no. can't. He almost, uh, you know, busted his butt dunking, uh, you know, like a couple months ago. But, you know, it's just tough to believe that we're here in the NBA Finals. Got the old script logo back. Um, so, mm. Sam, you say worse than in how many games? Six? I'm going to say I think that the Celtics are going to put up a really good fight, so I'm going to say Warriors in seven. Mm, that would be awesome. I think that this series has a lot to provide. Uh, obviously, you got the star power, the familiarity of Stephen Curry, but I'm interested to see how this does in terms of television ratings. Um, I think it would do very well just because Boston's a very t- traditional team. And I, Sam, are you rooting for the Celtics? I am. I just think East Coast, we can't cheer for a West Coast team. Not not in Charlotte, North Carolina. We we do not do that. We we root for the East Coast guys. But this Celtics team is very they're very they're likable. I you know, it's not like it's not like the Celtics team like it's not like two thousand eight where you had Big Mouth Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. But the Warriors you, are likable too. I didn't like the Warriors back way back when. During the dynasty years, I was not I was not a fan of them. I was a well, I, mean, guy. I I was partial, or actually, I didn't care. I was impartial. Rather, he was impartial. Well, I think that but I disliked LeBron. I did not. And the Cavaliers. I have to admit, in 2016, Game Seven, I was wearing my LeBron jersey. Mm. I I I gave in. Eleven-year-old Dean was a LeBron fan, but you had a LeBron jersey. I did have a LeBron jersey. Do you still have it? I don't think so. Maybe it's uh, it's around here somewhere, but Man. I don't think so. Oh. We can burn it. Know that. 
We can have like a little sacrificial burning. Oh yeah, Sam. A quick podcast question. You yeah. still got that jersey you picked up at that wiffle ball game? I have it. He has it. Are you gonna sell it? Or are you just gonna keep it? You know, if it wasn't Vince Carter, you know, last name, last name Carter, um, then I would. You know, if it was like a Tracy McGrady jersey, you know, I don't need that. But to have the duo, to have the white and the purple, I mean, it's just too good to be true. Too good to be true. Well, that's all the time we have. And remember, every single day, after every single game, not every single day, every single game, you're going to get an update from us. On Friday, game one update. Me and Sam will be there for you. We both picked the worst one game one. Let's see if that holds up. I think the defense is going to be tough in the series, but Celtics in six. Yeah. Sam picked the Warriors in seven. Should be a great series. There's I really time. don't know what to say. Like, because I think that the Celtics could win. It's very, it's very close. Yeah. Best offense in the league versus the best defense. They say defense wins championships, but uh, I guess time will tell. And you hear from us on Friday. Mm-hmm.